Yeah. So how was that? So then the, so how was that? Like the first video you did, like, were you nervous? Cause I was so freaking nervous for my first video um, was like, <laughs> yeah, the thing is I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit media trained because I'm, I'm, I'm from the media production and video production and that's not my first podcast. And some videos are floating around YouTube uh, where I doing uh, two tech reviews, but it never went off. Really. I, I never, uh, uh followed it really and were so distracted with my life uh-huh uh, <laughs> and but yeah but now i'm 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 ready to go and uh, okay that's why i started my channel my tesla channel also heck and, yeah yeah did you so did you i mean the the obviously so whenever we're done with the conversation i usually what i do is i i uh, you know i edit i do whatever i need to do and it usually goes up the same day and obviously mm -hmm. like one of the things i wasn't sure if you if you're ready to talk about it but it's up to you but obviously this morning's news of like twitter like elon literally offering what was it 40 40 some odd billion dollars 54 dollars a share which is essentially so e twitter was at 38 bucks before elon made a 43 billion dollars yeah 43 billion dollars yeah that's right but what's what's crazy is that um it was 38 bucks before elon made any offer before the news came out that he purchased 9.2 percent then it went up to like 50 bucks or whatever it's come down a little bit yeah. and now he's offering 54 bucks and one of the things i found fascinating is that some folks are saying well twitter shouldn't take the offer because you know there might be other people out there but That's what's crazy, crazy is if elon pulls out he's going to go back up mm. down to 38 it's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> so dump it's gonna dump <laughs> so That's what are your thoughts it. i'm curious like what are your thoughts yeah, I'm 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 ready to talk about it. Um, I'm yeah. I, I'm gonna cover it in my video too. I'm it's gonna be up in maybe after the interview too. Some, Before some we even do that, give so what's your what's your channel? Okay. Give us a little okay. bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can I can give you that. First of all, yeah, I'm gonna introduce it a little bit more uh, like uh, hyped. Yeah. <laughs> I have a soundboard here. I gotta get one All of those. Right. Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> so Tesla Fix is a channel where I give my unique perspective, my unique German perspective on Tesla. Um, because I've realized um, all the coverages that you have, like our best uh, friends uh, in America, like Stephen Mark Ryan, who is, uh, I think, in South America somewhere. Australia, I believe. Australia, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Australia, he's, he once said he's South America somewhere, but uh, I don't know. Uh, and and yeah, uh, for example, Lars from Best in Tesla, uh, they all cover many things uh, that are very interesting already. But um, <clears throat> what I realized is that the German um, news um, cycle isn't covered as much because it's German most of the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I can translate that and just uh, talk a little bit more about uh, the German culture perspective also and also um, cover more the Berlin factory a little bit because... Um, it's a huge uh, culture difference between Germans and Americans. And I think it's, it, it gives a special nuance to the discussion about Tesla. Um, yeah, because we all want to see Tesla thrive and uh, we have to analyze it uh, from different angles. And it's very important to give more nuances uh, to that topic as well, I think. Yeah, that's why I, I've wanted to start the channel because I'm, yeah, I've, I've uh, started my YouTube watching career, <laughs> you could say at uh, 2018, mm -hmm. uh, around that time. And um, yeah, after Stephen Mark Ryan's videos dropped, I was uh, very hooked and also started to invest in Tesla with my small budget. 
but uh, it turned out to be great, uh, a great investment so far. <laughs> nice. And now I'm waiting, waiting for my Cybertruck, and I hope uh, that it's going to be delivered to Germany. So, so you had me, you and I sat down, uh, what was yeah. it, a couple of weeks ago now, right? Maybe, maybe three yeah, weeks. I think two weeks, around two weeks, two weeks yeah, something before like Cyber that. Rodeo. That's right. Yeah. And, and uh, I felt like we had, and, and you were interviewing me for, for something you're working on uh, on the side. And I, I really yeah. liked how we hit it off because it seemed yeah. like you and I had a really good sort of relationship when we we're talking about mm -hmm. it. What's, what was very unique about your perspective is you are, you are very close to, obviously you live in Germany, but you're also yeah. very close to the work culture in Germany and you understand yeah, yeah, totally. the auto market there and you understand Tesla and you understand how those two things sort of come together. Yeah. And to your point, I do agree that the, the 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 there's incredible YouTube content there, but there is that sort of like very German like sort of angle, which is going to be, you know, I think very important for the coming decade as you mm -hmm. know Tesla really builds its roots in uh, uh, Germany and really goes up against your uh, VWs and BMW and Mercedes. These are these are legendary automakers that uh, totally. all come from one country. And Tesla's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm here now. So I, I, I'd really would I, I'd re I'm really curious to see how that evolves over time and having your perspective from from there mm -hmm. it's going to be fascinating and i'm and i'm obviously going to ask you a lot of questions about that but yeah. if we shift gears back to the twitter stuff uh, and we'll cover mm -hmm. that for a few minutes and then we'll yeah. move on to the to the hardcore auto stuff yeah uh what are your thoughts so um my thoughts are i think it was necessary somehow because i think um um what was uh, Parak Agrawal, uh, the CEO of Twitter, um, yeah. wrote that uh, Elon Musk didn't decide to join the Twitter board. We don't really know what's, what was happening behind the scenes, but uh, I can imagine that uh, he was shut down. Like, mm. uh, you can't talk openly about Twitter because it's influencing the stock. Stop it. Uh, don't tweet about uh, functions. Don't, don't do your, uh, your uh, uh, how do you say, um, your... Um, Votings about uh, functions of uh, of of Twitter and uh, employ uh, an, uh, an employee of Twitter uh, wrote that uh, they already working on an edit button for one year, which yeah. was crazy to yeah. me. <laughs> it seems like okay, great, you work on that for one year, and yeah. maybe it's time Elon Musk steps in. It's I've done I've done code <laughs> like I, I haven't I wasn't a programmer, but I've you know I've 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 worked with people who are coders, and I've and I I know how to write in SQL and other programming languages yeah. too, but mm -hmm. but like. Nothing in coach as something as simple as that, and I I, I understand there's other ramifications, you know, yes, like totally. you know you you have to be careful with like the um you know like how how people can edit posts after they post it. You don't want something how to long? go to the top yeah. exactly how long, but this isn't a year conversation. This is a like a four <laughs> hour meeting. Yeah, yeah, not even right. Max, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like the fact. I think. I agree with you 100%. I think there is a there is a culture. My thing is like there is a culture discrepancy between how Elon likes to run his companies and how and how mm -hmm. almost every other company exists where 
Tesla, SpaceX, Elon just move very, 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 very yep. fast. And the usual conversations you would have that say, well, you know, let's talk about this. Let's wait and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think yeah. Twitter truly understands how much power their platform has from a freedom, like from a speech perspective just, and, and mm -hmm. like a social media yeah. perspective. Um, it's fascinating to watch. It's so great. I agree. Like when I saw that, when I saw that, we've been working on it for a year. I'm like, okay, yeah, you have. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. You probably You're were. <laughs> exactly. You were thinking about releasing it a year ago, and then for some reason you sat on it, and then now that Elon's like, yeah, let's get yeah. it. Now you decide that you want to get it out there. So you weren't working on it for a year. You worked on it for a week. You sat on it for a year, and now Elon's like, get it out there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. fascinating stuff. Yeah, um, I think um, it, it it I think it tr it pressured the staff a little bit, and I think that was the problem. I think the the staff was was very overwhelmed by that, and um, also we have these uh, this uh, woke culture debate in America and also in Germany, um, because I'm studying, and uh, we also have uh, many uh, topics around um, um, yeah, like uh, diversity topics and stuff uh, are coming up. I mean. Mm -hmm important stuff to talk about but uh i think it is very strongly embedded in the culture of of twitter maybe and and that's what what rubs people the wrong way because elon musk is not exactly uh, a feelings guy he doesn't right. really care he's very powerful in his statements very powerful in the speech how he how he shifts things and he gets stuff done because he has to he has to uh, move this fast, so uh, he he can't uh, look around and and uh, see oh, oh maybe I I can't offend this person or that person. I mean, um, yeah, there are times where it's important to be sensitive. There are times to be uh, where it's important to move forward. And I think today, especially with sustainability, we have to move fast, and we can't have uh, that. And and if 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 you take Twitter for example, um, uh, free speech is very an important topic, and um, yeah, you have to discuss it and look at it in different angles. I mean, uh, it's also it, free flow of ideas or free flow of speech also can be dangerous. I can see that also. I mean, um, especially social media platforms. If if you don't have your identification, if you log in or or if you sign up. Um, yeah, then you can, like, you can uh, write bots. You can you can do whatever you want, and um, then the discussion gets influenced by different uh, um, politics or different um, streams of of uh, worldviews. Uh, like Russia or China can influence the platform, or uh, something like that. Or America influences uh, some some platforms or something. I mean, there is a type of information war going on right now a little bit. Uh, yeah. You can see that also in, in, I mean, Ukraine, for example, the war is uh, prevalent that, yeah, information is, is being skewed a little bit around the corner. It's always um, at war times like this. But um, yeah, it, that's why it's important to uh, find the sweet spot between free flow of ideas, free flow of expression, and uh, what is free speech. You have to discuss that. But that's important. The discussion is important. And we need a platform to discuss something like that openly. And uh, if you're shut down all the time or, or canceled or, or deleted or anything, that's not how it works. Because... Um, there are times where you have to be conservative. There are times where you have to be liberal. I don't understand why we why, why we don't try to uh, come closer as a society yeah. and come closer and 
uh, forgive each other a little bit and just talk about stuff. Because if you're young, you tend to be an anarchist. You say, oh, I have nothing. But if you have something, then everything changes. Oh, you get kids? You have kids? Oh, totally different story. Now right. you're a parent. Now everything changes. And your political views always changes. And that's something you have to keep in mind while discussing. And you need a platform where, where, uh, which is neutral. And I don't see Twitter being neutral. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's okay. what I wanted to say. <laughs> no, that was beautifully yeah. said. Yeah. That was beautifully said. And I mean, I agree with you 100%. I think what's what's really interesting is that I don't know why I don't know why humanity has gotten to a point where sitting down and having a discussion about two opposing views has become so toxic. Like I don't understand mm -hmm. that. Yeah. You know, that's how you solve problems. That's how you find common ground. Yeah. That's how you bring everybody together <clears throat> by like finding those shared experiences. I was uh, I was in Orlando, Florida. Over the weekend, we were hanging out with a couple of our really close friends, and uh, they have very different views than we do. And yeah. you know, for for That's a fine. for a portion of the of the of the time we spent, we were like you know debating different things where yeah. neither of us were aligned. And then and then my friend was like, you know, what isn't this nice? Where we're like sitting down here and like not agreeing with each other, but like we're hanging out and playing Uno and you know having drinks together, mm -hmm. and we're not at each other's throats. We're just having a conversation. Why why do we have this sort of like like why can't that be the norm? Why does that have to be the the common? And to me, it seems like that is the norm. It's just for some reason. Uh, online and social media for it's like an easy way for people to push an agenda and shut down everybody else whereas if you were person to person if you had that like um identification right if you knew who you were talking to yeah. if you knew it was <laughs> another person people would behave very differently and so like the the yeah. conversation around making sure that bots are removed and making sure everybody is a legitimate person and they know they're talking to another human being i think in a way mm -hmm. will help us come a little bit closer together but it's just a fascinating think, thing yeah i think I'm studying media design or, or communication design uh, in in my university here, and I'm writing my master's thesis about uh, media management, for example, um, like just a little overview of what I do. And so communication is a big topic for me. Yeah. And um, it's very important to have this these nuances. And with social media, you can see that the algorithms drive um, division They are driven by division. So if you like, like the Facebook leaks that w happened, um, I mean, yeah, if you hate a post, that's great because you your emotions uh, get riled up, you get get angry, and that's why you int uh, interact with the persons. And then you read stuff about, uh, uh, then you read comments of people who are very aggressive, and you say, oh, come on, I gotta say something against or. For that, it mm. doesn't matter, and the algorithms promote that, and that's why I also think the the thought of Elon Musk um, um, wanting to make the platform open source. I've I've read it on Twitter somewhere that that he cons or or thinks about uh, that Twitter should be open source. I think that's important because you need to understand what the algorithm does. I mean, then you can um, change your posts and uh, like feed the algorithm more. That's that's maybe a danger to um, add to to um, use the algorithm to boost your own posts. Or I was going to ask, do you think that might have yeah. some like negative effects if we do make it open could, source? It could have. It it could have. I think uh, it could have. But um, 
at least we know what the algorithm does because also mm. the Instagram algorithm does stuff uh, on its own. For example, suddenly your posts uh, like disappear or and are smashed, and and you don't know why. It's it's always a black box and so frustrating when you uh, when you earn your living with social media. Uh, I mean, many people do that and. Uh, Uh, today and and it's important that that works. I mean, it's the same thing on YouTube. Sometimes you don't know if you're shadow banned. Is shadow banning even a thing? <laughs> like, right. is it a conspiracy theory? You don't know it. It's it's a black box, and that's that's why we need to um, look into the the source code. Also, I think that's uh, important to uh, uh, for the neutrality of a platform. Yeah. So you can see, oh yeah, it promotes certain posts, and certain posts are being dumped it's important to uh, to um, look at that and yeah, yeah. And, and see what what's happening there yeah yeah it's always it's always fascinating to me when when human beings create something that's way more powerful than maybe they originally envisioned it and now mm -hmm. they are like in a in a position where they perhaps have more than they originally bargained for or perhaps they have more than they originally intended for and uh, in the case of twitter i think Perhaps it evolved that way, but if you don't have somebody at the helm that really understands the core essence of what your platform is actually doing, or they don't, or you know, say they don't have a far advanced enough vision to really understand what its future impacts are going to be, it usually ends up in the in something like a Facebook or take, literally take every social media platform. Yeah. It's all it's all for profit, and it's all about preserving the platform so that yeah. the 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 profitability of the company is maximized instead of doing it how and this is my hope like longer term is that elon inspires other leaders to do this it's like it's not like the profit shouldn't be the, the major motivator it should be doing the right thing and then profit will come because humans like it when people do the right thing right yeah. i think it's a very different way of running a business and uh i see elon as somebody who's setting the standard of a successful way of doing this you know just focus on doing the right thing focus on solving the problems that are core to humanity you know and then the, then you'll just get the people will vote with their with their dollars with their units of of time whatever you want to call yeah. money right yeah it's such mm. a it's 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 very um Yeah, it's core. And, and again, it, it talks to just Elon, like just he just tackles the hardest problems, the ones that are most important to society. And uh, he does it without fear. <laughs> he doesn't really care. Yeah. I don't think he cares yeah. what people think of him or, mm -hmm. or how it's going to distract him from Tesla. He's like, no, this is important and we have to figure it out. They're not figuring it out. I have an idea on how to do it. I'm surrounded by the best talent in the world. I can attract the best talent in the world. I'm the richest person on earth. Why wouldn't yeah. I do this? You know, I think that's his sort of thought process there so anyway yeah 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 that's very interesting i think um i mean elon musk is human so he makes mistakes and also sometimes he's sure. um like a little bit choleric choleric is it the thing like a nah. choleric um, like like some no no uh with with uh i've i've heard some rumors about uh like uh uh like being a little bit harsh with his employees sometimes but i can imagine if you're pushing the envelope uh, yeah. like the borders all the time yes yeah like i said some feelings will be crushed in the process and yeah uh, yeah that's that's sad the to truth hear, hurts <laughs> the problem the problem yeah but the problem that you have to solve is so much bigger i mean Uh, we don't want to be around on this mud rock when the sun expands. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, it, that's the thing that we don't even uh, can grasp when 
something like that can be happening. But uh, that's why it's so important to uh, emerge to a, a space-traveling civilization. It's, right. it's important. Uh, and it inspires people because, then, because uh, we have knowledge and everything and we know that world's going to end someday. Right. And and that's sad to live by. If you think about that all the time, it's like, oh my god, it's what, hard not to be depressed like, if you think about just, it like that. <laughs> just nihilism. It, yeah. Just be nihilistic then, and but, yeah. but th that's not how it works. But that inspires people, and that's very important to like. Okay, let's do it. Let's let's go to Mars. Let's try it. I mean. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Some some news headlines that you read, like "Oh, Elon Musk uh, wants to build like a capsule for rich people on Mars." Mars is not a place where you want to live. No, no. it's 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 for the pioneers, for people that that really uh, want to push the border of humanity forward. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and. Yeah, it's ridiculous sometimes uh, how the discussions work, and that's why it's so important to to have a neutral ground where we can communicate about those ideas. And it's important to formulate thoughts through discussion. Exactly. That's why we need diversity in the in the in the uh, like in the in the worldviews and everything. We have to challenge ideas all the time to to perfect them. But if one side can't speak anymore, that's not how communication works yeah and yeah yeah i wonder too like like a lot of the you know the one point you made is like you know you th that news article of um you know mars is going to be for rich people you know space capture <laughs> for like that that is a direct uh, in my in my mind that's a direct correlation to how short-sighted the the current power structure is that has the platforms to really pass information onto the public like these folks yeah. are not um you know f and i'm not saying they're bad people i'm just saying the, the whatever incentives the structure has for people to convey information is short-sighted and it doesn't really take into account what the true core purpose of those decisions are and i wonder how much of the current landscape that we're in right now is because of those broken incentives that it's you know always short-sighted and the people that are worked in that situation i don't care how smart you are if you if yeah. you go somewhere you know, if, if you go somewhere where the, everybody around you is short-sighted and they're doing everything for profit and they're sort of like, whatever, like this is too big of a thought. It's never going to get through. Very, very few people, if any, are going to be able to to like actually be the person they originally were. So like three, five years time, they're going to be broken down, you know, and the United yeah. States government, I would say, is a perfect example of this, that people can go into the, the government with like the best intentions and then three to five years later, they're just like everybody else because the structure is just so yeah. uh, it corrupts you <laughs> you know it's like impossible to escape it so um, uh, maybe I can I can um, give you a, a little bit more nuance yeah like, from a European or German I would love it to the political system in America because uh, for us it's so crazy that it's all about the money if you have in, in Germany you, you I mean yeah you need um, money to run for office but um, uh, the state pays for everything more or less with with taxpayer money to to promote your party but you have to uh, i mean we have more than four parties mm. like and uh, america has two it's i, I can't imagine it because the nuances in the in the conservative spectrum are so i mean you could split that in four 
or five different yeah. uh, like the tea party and everything yeah. there we really so have like five or six crazy. parties but they're yeah. just like you know they're split yeah, and then we have other yeah, parties that aren't part of yeah. those two but like they don't get yeah. any attention because the yeah. republicans and the democrats are the ones with all the money yeah. sorry go ahead <laughs> yeah and in germany for example right now we have a uh, um we have a government that is built out of um the liberal uh, economy guys <laughs> okay. and uh, then we have the green party so about sustainability and everything and the workers party more or less yeah. mm -hmm. like the labor party in england a little bit uh, in england uh, for example and um so these three rule the the state right now and uh, before that it was this cdu which is a conservative um middle to right-leaning uh, conservative party. But now it's more a liberal party or liberal parties except for the economy, um, free economy uh, party, I, I could say it like that. And what really uh, is interesting is um, that, um, yeah, that, that that it's about the money, about how to run. And, and uh, I mean, that that thing alone has to corrupt you. I mean, you have to, you're so reliant on, on, I mean, America is much bigger than Germany. You have to say it like that also. But uh, I mean, you're so reliant on, on, on um, like different lobby groups to help you to get, to become president. So uh, yeah, like for example, the Biden administration right now, you, we've heard it that uh, like Tesla wasn't even mentioned one time just because they didn't have a, a like a, how, how how was it called like uh, a lobby group or something like that no 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 um gm a union a union yeah thank yeah, you. yeah yeah and a union and and that's also very interesting uh to see because uh in germany unions are normal more or less every company has a union it's not a big of a deal um but it also stifles sometimes the yeah the, the the advent of technology or something sometimes you can you can feel that but for me it was so ridiculous because the employees of tesla are not paid bad and they are paid more than the union workers huh? <laughs> and uh, gm and ford have their uh, all their um, um, yeah their uh, their uh, production facilities in mexico Okay, uh, so the most American car brand is not included. Yeah. Why? And that's that. That's very important and funny because seventy percent market share. Yeah. Can't deny it. You yeah. can't deny Tesla, but they tried, but it didn't work. And uh, I'm glad they are talking now. Yeah. But uh, too little, too late. Sometimes. Are there term yeah. Are there term limits in Germany? Like, if you're part of the government, yeah. do you have a limit? What's What are the term limits? I think it was like. Like four years or eight years, something like that. You have, to, I'm, and that's I'm not for sure any really role in the government, or is that just specifically for like a chancellor or like the higher? Like if you're like yeah, part it's of more or less for everybody, I think wow. more or less. But but don't don't quote me on that. I'm not okay. that deep into politics. Uh, yeah, in Germany, but and neither uh, am I. The honestly, viewers will will be uh, <laughs> writing hate comments. Tell right him now. what he got wrong. <laughs> tell him what Jan got Please wrong. Please tell me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's eight years or something. Yeah, but okay. but it has a limit. You can't be chancellor, for example, for like. 10, 12 years. It's not yeah, possible, yeah. like in Russia, for example. Right. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. One, of, one of the... 
I mean, the only obvious term limit that we have is president. It's uh, at two terms. You know, you could do mm -hmm. theoretically more than eight years if you come in like halfway. Like, say, for some mm -hmm. reason, the president dies, you're five president, you get promoted to president. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. That first term doesn't count. Then you can be reelected twice, right, after yeah. that. Um, but everybody else in the Senate and the House have no term limits. So you can be somebody mm -hmm. who's in the Senate. Oh, you know, I, I'm mm -hmm. not sure how familiar you are with the U.S. government uh, system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, in Germany, it's also like that. You, oh, you are okay. in your party as long as your party is in office you are in office <laughs> okay. so uh, like you don't really have a term limit some some of our politicians are turning 80 right now or yes something. so yeah. we also have a aging society in germany like in japan and everywhere so mm -hmm. that's also a huge problem for innovation or young ideas to come in and uh, that's why uh, yeah I'm so hungry as a German, and many young Germans are so hungry for innovation, finally. Give us innovation. Okay, uh, let me ask and, you this then. Yeah. Does, is, Tesla, is Tesla striking a chord with that population in Germany? Like, do you see that? <laughs> uh, Germans are a little bit special. Um, maybe we can Tell talk me. about the culture Please. Uh, of, of Germans. Because uh, um, let's take VW, for example. VW is uh, similar to to the goals of Tesla in terms of uh, production capacity, for example, because they're with Toyota ma market leader in producing cars right now, mm. but not for long, I think, but uh, we're going to get into that later. But um, yeah, VW, for example, has a company culture that is very structured like a pyramid, the classic uh, top-down approach, like, okay, CEO, and then we have all the departments and uh, many managers, so many managers, so many subdivisions that it's ridiculous. And, <laughs> and uh, but what's special is um, since the Second World War, Germany doesn't have patriotism. We don't have that anymore because uh, the atrocities that were, that were done by the Germans and the I mean, 99% of all Germans were somehow involved in that atrocity that happened. And um, yeah, that's, that's why um, Germans don't, aren't proud of Germany in, in, in that sense. But we are proud on uh, like our companies, for example. So in, in VW, there is a mentality of some kind of patriotism or even uh, sometimes a cult-like uh, following like oh vw is the german brand we can be proud on of we can be proud of vw wow. and that's like a surrogate for for patriotism and that's with um, many companies and we are so proud of our perfectionism for example yeah. i mean vw has a division that uh, that that's they are specialists in how the door is sounding when when it closes we talked about that when i've interviewed you um and it's so crazy when you think about innovation or innovating. I mean, think about your drivetrain. Think about your battery production. Don't think about the sound the door does <laughs> at first. I mean, it's great that the cars have such a quality and everything's... Uh, I, I mean, Germans are perfectionists. That's, that's all great. But if you can't innovate, yeah. uh, uh, you're not there in 10 years. So... Tesla will just swoop in and take all your uh, market share away. And uh, that's that's a huge problem also. And coming back to the culture thing in Germany, um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting how how um, VW 
is managing things also, for example. I mean, the agility of VW is, I mean, they're established. They also have the legacy problem like GM or Ford in America. They are very similar that way. And also they don't have vertical integration as much. Like uh, they, I mean, in Germany, in very when you talk about Germany, you have to talk about the Mittelstand. Mittelstand is um, the small and medium enterprises that are mostly family run. Like they are like SMEs, but Mittelstand is something special. Like it's German term. Okay. Um, and um, the Mittelstand or the SMEs, the small and medium enterprises, they um, deliver all their uh, the parts for for example for the um, mercedeses and they are very highly specialized um, small and medium enterprises for example we have look look is a company that makes um, the transmissions or the um, kupplung i don't know what it's called in english but uh, like the because we have the shift uh, the gear shift oh the the transmission uh, the, and the, uh, the like the, the entire thing i guess no, not the transmission, just the, the button you have to push with oh, your the shifter. feet to... Oh, the, the shifter. The clutch, yeah, the clutch and the shifter, yeah. The clutch, okay. yeah, the clutch, yeah. Okay. They're just specialized in producing the clutch, for wow. example. And they are very good in that. Okay, great. But now you have hundreds of thousands of little small companies that deliver all their goods to the big um, car brands. And they don't know, like they just invent the scheme give it a contract to the small and medium enterprises and really not much is vertically integrated. For wow. example, Bosch also is a big, big company and Siemens, for example, they have a lot of small parts that are um, used. I mean, many Bosch parts are used in the um, Tesla Model 3, for example, also. It's it, like many Bosch patents are used. Yep. They're like patent holders for many things and they are a little bit bigger. Bosch could build basically really could build a car from the ground, ground up right now. It, it would be possible. They have so many parts. What yeah, percentage? Have, so yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No. no, no. Now you I was going to ask what percentage? What percentage of the? So do you know what percentage of the parts that these companies order, like Mercedes, BMW, and, and Volkswagen, uh, or BMW? Yeah, Volkswagen. How many? So what percentage of their products are or supply is ordered from within German uh, suppliers versus outsourced? Like, do you have any idea what that breakdown looks like? I mean. Is a majority I, inter like German? I, I would say yeah, totally the majority. Uh, okay, for sure. Interesting. I mean, they invent, they invent, they have R and D in the in house. For example, VW, Mercedes, they all all have R and D research and development um, thing, and they give the schemes to the companies most of the time and say, okay, um, you're gonna produce that for me, and then they say, oh, uh, we can produce it for that price, and then they ask somebody else, okay, can you produce it for that price? Mm. They bid and it out they to all the, the local companies, they, basically. They are the patent holders. That's yeah. very important. And then they say, okay, uh, you're too expensive. We're going to take him. And so that's why it drives the costs down. Gotcha. But that's not the approach how, how it's uh, how But they're it's all German today. companies. Yeah. yeah. They're not going it, to like China. Them, yeah. Mm, yeah. Some parts are from China. Some? It, it, okay. It's, it, yeah. It, it, it's really um, like... We also live in a globalized world in Germany. So right, right, right. Uh, also in Ukraine, for example, we had a lot of um, also um, like factories that now uh, don't work anymore. Uh, so because of the war so mm. or, or in Poland or in Eastern Europe. Um, yeah, we have many. Um, how do you call it? Many manufacturers that, that deliver to VW and Mercedes, for example. But that's exactly the dependencies that can break their necks. 
Yeah. That's exactly what's important to to understand um, in that German system how, how it's worked. I, I mean, VW, for example, is more or less just a brand. Where, and they have a factory where they they just put the parts together and then it rolls off the, the line. They don't really have that much um, vertical integration in the company. That's why they want to build a new factory. To, to, to <laughs> I have yeah. to laugh when I say it because it's so ridiculous. 2026, okay? <laughs> I don't know where Tesla is at 2026, but I can imagine. Way uh, farther along than they are now. We have robo taxis and everything, yeah. Or yeah. We're already on Mars uh, <laughs> Man, when, when yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, so that's why um, um, companies like VW uh, stepped forward. I mean, Herbert Dees, we we talked about that um on our interview, also for a short time. Um, Herbert Dees was the first one who was vocal about that. Yep, and that's he's actually taking action. Journey. That's the nice thing too. Yeah. Like he's actually actioning against yeah. that goal as well. He's not just saying it. I mean, in Germany. The culture difference from Germany and America is in America, you can fail. You have a culture of failure. You start a business, you fail, you restart a business, you do a different business. And uh, people look for people like, oh, oh, you failed? Oh, how about you work for me now? Because you know how you don't do it. That's mm -hmm. great. We need that. And in Germany, it's like, what, you failed? That's not possible. Wow. You don't need somebody who fails. And that's a real, real problem. I think it's also... Because of the different, um, um, like the how the law is structured, for example, we also talked about that. Um, that um, the law in America is like everything is allowed by default. Elon Musk tweeted about that also a few months ago, I think. And in Germany, it's in Europe, all of Europe, it's the other way around. You have to prove that you have to ask for permission. Can I do that? Here's my paper with everything. Yeah. I mean, you ha you also have to, uh, like, you have to um, follow regulations in America also. But in Germany, the regulations are this big. Like, like it's a huge, it's like a Bible of regulations that you have to follow through, like, in detail because you can get sued if anything is not in place but in america it's like that just do it and we will see how far you go with that and but you can get sued all the time if if somebody cuts cuts uh, his cheek because of your spoon that you've made uh, then you can have wow. a problem with all the uh, and that's that's in uh, america i mean uh, like like yeah, if yeah. you if you produce something and then it's your fault if if harm is like and and that's not in so if you like make any that. mistake if you make any mistake whatsoever you're going to have a really tough time recovering from that is what you're saying basically in germany yeah. okay yeah. so what yeah, would you say yeah. so is there just um so is would you say it's it's fair to say that there aren't very many risk takers in because of that yeah. because people are okay <laughs> yeah yikes okay totally and, and so innovation um, yes. is directly correlated to risk, right? Um, you can't yeah, really innovate totally. unless you, you take risks. Yeah. How many people live in Germany? It, What's Germany's population? Uh, 80 million. 80 million. That's it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still a pretty like, large. It's, a large million, approaching 90 million, it's one of the largest countries in Europe, right? Doesn't it have the largest population? Not Close the largest. To? I think most of the, yeah, like France is also a little, uh, very, very big. Okay. The landmass also. So but but it's one of the yeah, biggest ones. I think ones. France and Germany is one of the biggest. Yeah, what's interesting about that, that, yeah, for, to me, what's interesting about that is that 
Merced, uh, Germany has 80 million people, yet they have three of the largest auto auto brands in the world, yep. and they are <laughs> heavily dependent as well mm -hmm. within within that country of 80 million people on the third party suppliers yes. that build this stuff for them. So, like in a world where, <clears throat> say, Tesla comes in and is able to disrupt those companies, do you actually think that people will switch to Tesla or do you think that it will be harder sell because uh, the people, like you said, you know, ever since World War II, you know, the past is the past. Like the ways I think I feel like yeah. Americans view it is like the past is the past. Like no one in Germany today is responsible for anything that happened. Like it, it happened and we, you know, it, it is, it, it happened. Yeah. But at the same time, like if there's so much patriotism to, to those companies, do you really think Tesla will be able to come in and, and significantly impact that market? Like how? Yeah. Okay. I, I can tell you why. Please. Um, it's, you have to see that what happens when you are proud on your cars and your like pole position that you're in. Oh, VW, second largest auto producer, maybe the biggest next year or something like that. Or Mercedes, the most luxurious, spe very fine produced car. It's like, and oh God, and efficiency. Oh, it's so great. It's so efficient. The German cars are so efficient. Oh, the Americans with their big blocks. Oh, we don't like that. <laughs> That's no, we can't have that. Oh, uh, like muscle cars. Oh, don't please don't. Oh, big pickup trucks. We don't like that. Yeah. We want our needy, uh, neat uh, little Amer uh, like like perfect uh, luxurious cars for Mercedes mm. uh, and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, they are very uh, like. They have their nose very high up and they are very, um, very proud of that. And this proudness and this patriotism and this attachment to their, uh, like, like their patriotic uh, vein is triggered by the car. So they don't see that disruptions happening everywhere. I should do my channel in German, I think. Because, you know what I mean? But uh, like, yeah, because the Germans need to wake up and realize it's not, I mean, Tesla, it is what it is. Tesla will swoop in and uh, take all the market share if they don't, if they aren't c uh, careful. And Herbert Dies did that. And that was seen as an atrocity in Germany. It was like, you don't step out of line. You don't do that in Germany. If you step out of line, uh, you better duck and cover and uh, that's where you have to be because they don't like um, they like um, when when people are discussing everything in the group and and no leader sticks his head out and is very vocal and aggressive like that. So I guess we, we don't have that really. Isn't that kind of my point though? Like like because the yeah. population is so. Um is almost, I'm not going to use the word stubborn, but like very proud of, of what they are. Like, isn't that the point that says that, that they're make, just... That yeah. makes them blind. That makes them blind. It, exactly. That point makes them blind for this disruption happening. I mean, they when um, Tesla released their um, Tesla Model S, for example, they laughed about their, uh, like the doors, the door hinges like, yeah. like two centimeters apart and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, that's not good. I mean, quality control was a disaster uh, at Tesla. You have to say that. I yeah, mean, you have to acknowledge that. But I mean, <laughs> look at their products now. They're getting better and better and better. And especially they opened up a factory in two years in Germany, which is not possible in Germany. That's never happened before this fast. 
and in that scale. We have a German uh, airport in Berlin, the new Berlin airport took seven to eight years to completion. Because they have and to rebuild it, right? <laughs> yeah. Because you have to think about it. We love our policies. We love the detail in the policies. That's why it's like, I think it also has something to do with our language because our language can describe um, stuff very precisely, but that leads us to be too too precise and not simple enough to say, okay, just simplify it. We don't simplify, we complicate it, mm. but we can describe in detail nuts and bolts and and like how it's, that's why we, we have such a perfectionism because our language is also different. That's that's also an, a little point that's, that's uh, different to other countries maybe. Um, and, but this approach uh, made that the uh, that the effect uh, like that the airport took like seven or eight years to complete because in the process of building the factory, the fire policies changed and they had to rebuild the company uh, the the the, the, the building site. And it's crazy also that um, in Germany you bid on a project. I mean, it's, maybe it's similar in America. You bid on a project and then you undercut your price. That's how you can earn money, especially uh, when you are, uh, because the airport is also half states owned and stuff like that. So if I'm a company who's building stuff, then I have a project for the German state. <laughs> I'm going to underbid everything. And then when I'm in the contract, I can say, ah, oh, you ha uh, there's not specified that you want it screws to build yeah. that scope screen oh, right like market. they just yeah, keep I mean, adding need, stuff yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And add stuff and add happens stuff. here all the time and, as well yeah yeah but but what happened was that uh the 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 um the companies that built the airport uh just like yeah they pulled out some someday because they said okay you won't pay okay we're gonna leave and then nobody knew where the cables were and they had to do the wiring again it's crazy that's why it took so long and then i was like when i heard the tweet we'll be coming to germany uh from elon musk i'm like oh my god okay prepare uh, for a culture shock wow. i was like i was uh, making popcorn <laughs> So yeah. I wonder, like the people, what, what I'm most curious about with them being there is like, uh, so Berlin's is now hiring thousands of Germans, right? Yeah, who are used, like, yeah. who are very used to a specific way of, it sounds like Germany has a very specific work culture, right? People are yeah, very has. focused on the micro and very, uh, yeah. very um, technical, but also follow the steps, right? Very process driven. You and I talked about that in our, in our previous interview. Yeah. And and from my experience, having worked at Tesla in, in the States, boy, is a, is it a, is a very different. It's like, yeah. it's like fly by the seat of your pants as little um, obstacles as humanly possible so that you can very quickly reach the optimal solution. And then, yeah. you know, the, the one saying we had is uh, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness yeah. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that's how we operated. You know, um, so do you think do you think that's also going to add, you know, because we know Tesla already sells some cars in Germany, but having Berlin there or having a, their Berlin factory there in a way, it's German as well. Right. Because the cars are made yeah, by totally. Germans. It's managed yeah. by Germans. The leadership structure there is German. But do you think that the people that are going to be working at that factory are going to uphold sort of the German values, or do you think they're gonna they're going to really transition their culture over to how Tesla would run things? Like, I'm curious. Like, have you thought yeah. about that? And is that population what, 
education. Yeah, go ahead. What Germans focus on are numbers also. And numbers don't lie. And if you see that the culture of Tesla benefits the numbers, then they start to think, ah, maybe we have to change something. Mm. And I think that uh, that's why we Germans also need Tesla. It's important to have Tesla in our country. So because uh, everybody's frustrated somehow, like ah, oh, the VW, I mean, the Dieselgate scandal, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, th that was because the German uh, government said like, okay, time's up. Uh, where are your efficient diesels? Come on. And then they said, uh, here they are. <laughs> and they weren't. And, and uh, they promised, yeah, we're going to do EVs totally. Yeah. Like 20, 30 or something. How about that? And stuff like that. They always uh, keep pushing the deadline away, 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 as hard as they could. They lobbied so much against that. I mean, GM and Ford, maybe also in America, they don't want the EV. Uh, I mean, they had the Bolt, for example. BMW, uh, like um, Ford had the Bolt or the... What it was, was GM. It, Bolt? GM had the GM. Bolt. Okay, so, yeah. sorry, the Chevy Bolt. Yeah, yeah. Chevy, okay. Yeah, uh, and BMW, for example, 2010, they had their... I th uh, like their um, BMW i3 or how was it called? Yeah, was I think that was like 2015-ish, wasn't it? 2016-ish? Nah, maybe yeah, maybe in earlier. America, but in Germany it was earlier. Oh, it was earlier, 2012 okay. or something or 2013, something like that. And that was good. It, it was made out of carbon. It was a premium um, premium small car, um, strangely for BMW because they are like they're building the, the, the real fast machines and everything. And it's more about motorsports. Yeah. But um, yeah, but yeah, they didn't follow through. They didn't um, transition fast enough. And I think legacy automakers have a huge problem because they, they have to reinvent and not invent. And it, Tesla just invents, invents, invents and just keeps going forward because they don't have a shitty fleet of uh, combustion engine vehicles that they have to replace. I mean, uh, VW, for example, um, announced uh, that like they want to cut 70% of their fleet in that. models because it's crazy. VW has like 120 models or 100 models. How do you manage that? It's not possible because for every use case, you have a vehicle, you have a transporter, you have you have a small car, you have a bigger car, you have a family car, you have and, and so on and so on. And I think that's such an advantage. That's such a Silicon Valley thing that you have four products, just four products and focus on these four products. And I'm so glad that Elon didn't announce another car and another car because uh, you have to uh, ramp up volume production. That's the yeah. most important thing to do right now because you want to uh, take away market share of the combustion engines because we don't have that much time to do that. So the faster we go, the better. I yeah. think. I mean, it's it it yeah. It's it it, it makes new problems like <laughs> mining and everything. You have to you have to reinvent mining maybe more or less, uh, or or um, see how how the demand of of mining com uh, like like materials yeah. keep rising up. That's a huge problem. Uh, like it's replaced oil with uh, mining. So okay, but but uh, we have to figure it out. I think yeah. it's a better solution to be reliant on sun energy, for example, and everything. It's much more better. Uh, yeah. it's much better. What's interesting yeah. about VW? So has anyone? So has BMW or um, Mercedes announced a similar cut of models as well? Was VW the only one that announced that cut? Oh, like 70 percent. I, f I, I um, can't remember if they did as I well. I think I think VW just did it. Um, just VW. I, I mean. 
Yeah, just VW. I mean, Mercedes has a smaller, more or less smaller fleet. Yeah. VW has a very big fleet, so yeah. because they are the car for the people. So mm. that's a mass mass producing uh, company. It's very different to Mercedes. Mercedes has a little bit less market share. They have premium cars, so it's a it's a different sector. It's Got not it. a premium sector. Yeah. What's um, interesting yeah. there is that I mean, that they have transporters and and stuff like that, but. But more or less. Yeah, I remember when I lived in Spain. I lived in Spain for twelve years. I was born and raised in Spain. Uh, so I, mm -hmm. I was born eighty seven, and then I lived there through ninety nine. I remember in Spain we had these like little Mercedes, like A class little things running around. I forget what what they're, uh, but they're like tiny little Mercedes cars uh, that do not exist here in the states. States, I think the lowest class yeah, yeah, they have is like the C class, maybe, which is like mm -hmm. um model three size car. But what, yeah, what's yeah. interesting about the VW move is that you don't get to you cannot get to mass produce profitability with an electric vehicle with your current uh, infrastructure unless yes. unless you get rid of all the little nuanced you know sub segment thing you just got to pick a segment and just make that car pick a segment make that car don't go in yeah. like what's what's very fascinating five cars <laughs> exactly like even with bmw like bmw has like the five series and then they have the six series and then the four series but like all three of them should just be the five series you know what i'm saying like that's mm -hmm. it's a very yeah. curious way of how yeah. some of these brands go um you can't focus you can't focus yeah it's, it's so hard it's, to focus uh, if you do that possible to do that and uh, it's so hard the problem to solve uh, the supply chain is so hard yeah. that you have to focus on that and tesla just does that and tesla isn't a car man manufacturer tesla is a uh, is a um is a production facility manufacturer yeah they're a manufacturing a, they, manufacturer to, <laughs> yeah yeah you have to like they they build the machine that builds the machine that's like right. Elon Musk said and that's also something you have to keep in mind, and Germans are very product-centric and not customer-centric, more or less. I mean, yeah, they have their... They're very industrial still. Yeah. That's, that's like old thinking. It's, it's like, uh, yeah, okay, what what, what want... They don't see the, the shift going on. That yeah. people... Maybe we don't need cars in 20, 30 years, maybe. Maybe that's an option. Tesla will be moving on to something else. I, yeah. I, I, I'm guarantee you uh, they, they uh, solve autonomy uh, and then we have robo taxis many young people don't even want to own a car why should i invest 50000 or or maybe even if it's cheaper 20000 uh, us dollars into a electric car when i have uber or or when i have uh, like the tesla robo taxi network why should i yeah so uh, yeah, that's also a component that, that Germans don't get because they are so proud of their cars. And if you made it in Germany, you have your VW, your BMW, your Mercedes in front of your your um, rental apartment, <laughs> you must say, because in Germany we don't own so much. Right. Uh, as in America, we don't have that much space. <laughs> right. And everything is very uh, pricey here. But um, yeah, that's, that's a special nuance uh, that... You so if you fast also, forward, yeah. if you fast forward ten years from now, so let's go to twenty thirty, okay? So yeah. let's picture the world. Let's picture Germany in twenty thirty, okay? Mm -hmm. What does it look like? Like, like, how much do you think the influence that Tesla is having today? How is that going to impact the rest of the 
like that the market at large the economy at large you know like let's say these these transitions do start to happen what does that mean for mercedes what does that mean for bmw what does that mean for all the suppliers what does that mean for all the population that have been so like attached to those brands and then tesla an american company comes in and it's like yep it's mine now like what does that walk me through what your vision is for germany in 2030 from that perspective i can only say dark times Dark times ahead because uh, many suppliers like third party suppliers are reliant on the car industry and like the most jobs in Germany are from the car industry and this car industry is so will be so disrupted by Tesla's ramping up. I mean, like two million cars this year, four million cars the next two years, six million cars. Nobody produces at that scale. No company in the world, like you were at the Giga Texas event, it's ridiculous yep. what they are build, building there. I mean, you couldn't build a factory in Germany that big. I mean, they the Giga Giga Berlin is already big for German uh, for for German size, but even that, uh, it's it's crazy. I think there are dark times ahead, especially when you read news like uh, Herbert Dies speaking up. Uh, uh, shaking VW, like, come on, we got to do something, slapping VW right and left uh, to try to wake it up and um, just say, yeah, 2030, do you want to um, cut 20,000 jobs? Uh, he told that to their, uh, he made a three-day um, seminar where, where he um, invited all the hundreds of managers uh, of VW and just told them, yeah, if we don't move fast, we're going to lose 20,000 employees in 2030. And for Germany, job losses are really horrible because the state has to swoop in and help everybody because we have a um, social, um, very social state. And so every uh, you can't, uh, you can't pay for everybody. It's crazy. I mean, we pay 40% 40, 40 taxes or something because of that, because we have the, this network of, of social, um, I mean, homelessness isn't, yeah, as prevalent in Germany as in America, for example, because of that, that's good. But we need the workers that they pay this system. The system is very expensive. And I can also see a collapse of that even. I, I'm not sure if that's... It's. I mean, it could be very... Wow. They, we have three scenarios and one of them is very dark. Like Germany really uh, like falling behind. Who's, um, so who's yeah. talking about this in Germany, like outside of yourself? Like, is this a common thing that's being talked about yeah, at all? People start to wake up, but um, like they're very arrogant most of the time, I, I must say. When so that, it goes that back to that. Arrogance yeah. will bite them, will bite them um, in the butt cheeks. Yeah, someday. Wow. But, but, but um, I mean, if you read that Herbert Dies um, were stepping up, um, um, inviting Elon Musk through a video call to <laughs> that he can explain to his staff that how do you produce a car three times faster than VW, who is the mass producing car maker? Uh, how do you, how do you do it, Elon? Please tell uh, my staff what's happening or our staff what's happening. And uh, yeah, that was for the Germans was like, like, uh, whoa, he's a traitor. Herbert Dies is a traitor. He, he, he wants to be like Elon Musk. He's a, He's, he, he steps out of line. We don't like that. And that's ridiculous. They were discussing if they uh, want to get rid of Herbert Dies in the board meetings because 
they are very family owned. The VW uh, Group is very family owned. Porsche, the Porsche family, for example, is in there. So very old German royalty, more or less, you could say, okay. uh, who are in, in, the, in the boards. And they are very proud. I mean, they're the family dynasties who, who say, oh, oh, what, you're stepping out of line? That's not the way we Germans do things, but the world changed. We are in a globalized economy. You have to wake up and realize that the shift is happening. I mean, we, we have to still think about, okay, the market share of diesel cars is very big still. But the acceleration that Tesla is, uh, is, go, uh, is going through right now, the amount of acceleration, the, the, the exponential growth that is happening right now, I mean, in five years, you can't catch up. If the, if the bell curve uh, starts to unfold, like uh, like EVs uh, surpassing the um, combustion engine yeah. vehicles, uh, when that point hits, it's too late. I, I mean, it's too late. You can, I mean, twenty twenty three. You have a big uh, VW. Maybe will survive. I can imagine. I think uh, Mercedes can survive because of its brand. But I mean, they have the EQS, for example. They have some electric vehicles that are even um, like have a bigger range than Teslas. But the problem is they are heavy as. <laughs> yeah. As uh, stuff, and um, yeah, that's but the I one think it's thing. Also, yeah. No, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. You can keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Just I think if it, if they don't change their their um perspective on things right now, really yeah. right now, then it's too little, too late. Maybe because <laughs> if you have taglines like uh, Mercedes tagline is the best or nothing. Mm-hmm. What does it even mean? Okay, yeah, we're the best or nothing. Yeah, then you are more or less the nothing. The best or nothing, Jan. The... Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> or or slogans like more than a badge. What, yeah. What is that? What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. And they write on the website, for example, innovation. Mercedes-Benz never stops developing new ways to realize the potential of the road ahead. Great marketing. <laughs> super marketing. But damn, you have to build better cars and... Uh, you have to innovate with the battery technology. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, the one thing that's vertical fascinating... Vertical integration is the key word. Vertical integration. If they don't vertical integrate till 30, 2030, it's doomsday time. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's doomsday. If, if the a German car market collapses... Germany collapses because it's such a huge part of the economy. That's where really. I was going to go with my next thought because one of my biggest Crazy. fears is that the the current the current transition to like for example in America one of the things that I'm really dreading is that once Tesla does become the the automaker that completely disrupts Ford and GM and Chrysler and you know the companies yeah. that are based here you know America does have a very uh, diverse economy which thankfully yeah, totally. you know we have a lot of things. But Ford and GM, they're gonna they're gonna lay off a ton of people, which means yeah, that they the suppliers in America in Germany not, yeah. and then the social system will collapse. Oh. That's the difference. Yeah, you know, that's the problem because in Germany they can't. Sorry, do that so, Ger- like so that. Mercedes and BMW have to keep the people, or do they get yeah. laid off? More or less, have to keep more or less, more or less, Whoa. more or less. The state has to step in and provide solutions. Then, and um, that's why. Like our, we have a social economy that's very different from your economy, like the, your turbo capitalism that you have in America, which has good sides and very bad sides. Very strong, like very strong, uh, like like the the scale is very 
shaking like this in Germany is very stabilized. Mm. But uh, so that means the German the German government essentially has to foot the bill to all these companies that won't be able to innovate. Essentially, yeah. they they in the economy Yikes. crisis two thousand eight they already did that with the Deutsche Bank for example they stepped in and just paid with taxpayer money they always do that like that and everybody is pissed but nobody does anything because nothing changes because our system is how it is and it's too complicated to change it it's very. It's very um, stuck. You could say uh, Germany is very stuck, but I think um, to give it more, a more positive note at the end of our interview uh, right now is like um, Tesla benefits from the German workforce, really, because damn, we have good engineers in Germany. Mm. We really have. Uh, the preciseness and the precision that they that they have. And, and if they learn the... the um, agile culture of tesla like the not uh, the anti handbook handbook from tesla for example is like four pages long in germany that that would be unthinkable people just uh read the rules and then act like robots they they're gonna get programmed like robots it's really like that because they are scared to do something wrong because we have a culture that prevents people from doing mistakes and uh also the startup culture uh like broke that uh, open a little bit, uh, that's good. Um, but our core economy is still very conservative and from the, really the, like the industrial revolution almost. You know mm. what I mean? Like very classical structured. The customer is just the end of the of the production line. Like the customer is the end of the production line. Yeah. Not the customer isn't in the center of the company, more or less. Uh, that's still that's why I'm writing my my master's thesis about uh, design management uh, and stuff, leading design and everything, uh, because yeah, that's uh, there has to be a culture shift also in in that direction, and uh, that's very important to 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 transition to that. Yeah. And but I think we can really benefit from Tesla in that regard that. Uh, our workers um, learn how to become more agile to to uh, use their own brain because they have a huge brain. <laughs> the engineers here are very intelligent people. They're very good. Um, uh, they really fit into the Tesla innovation sphere. I can imagine that. And especially young people are very inspired by that and want to go to that because they... Now it's prevalent that Tesla will dominate somehow, and and now we have to accept it somehow and try to learn something about that and 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 uh, change. And believe me, the German-made Tesla Model Ys uh, will be qualitatively good cars, maybe better than in the Gigafactory te uh, Texas. We don't know that, but um, it it seems like it. Yeah, yeah it's going to have German talent, precise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but. But but in a healthy way, I think it, it 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 can benefit both. Like like more precision, like that the panel gaps are not as at uh, like this big or something. I mean, it changed already, but the quality control. I think quality control and um like um like um how do you say like um, precision? Yeah, no, no, like um compressing the 
the stance of Tesla, the uh, to, to to stabilize Tesla when because they're moving fast forward, but they have to be stabilized at some. Oh, point. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, so just yeah, making and, and, sure that they're being like yeah, they're that getting the their quality of the product is good, and then mm. the specialists can come in and they close doors all day. I see. For example, I see. You know what I mean? And and then suddenly it's like a hybrid. Uh, it's a hybrid of yeah, yeah. The experience okay. of the Model S somehow is like a Mercedes someday, and and you're like, oh, well, that's pretty neat uh, that's yeah. very comfortable the details um yeah and nothing is squeaking when you touch it i mean that's also a small problem that that is have, you know so. that's a very fascinating point you make because you know if there's one thing america is really good at to your point it's like we're good at we're good at creating yeah, companies fast. that know you, how to go fast. fast and germans Agile. are very good yeah. at making it like perfect like just yeah, yeah. so like that's that, why it's that marriage good, uh yeah. Marriage, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think for um like keeping their position that's very important to to perfect their product. Yeah. Um th th that's where Germany can uh, like give a benefit to Tesla or, yeah. or improve something at Tesla. So I think that's also a good good thing and we can also learn from the agility from Tesla. We we need right. to because uh I mean we will have people that leave uh the Tesla Gigafactory at some point and go to Mercedes again to Stuttgart and uh, to their hometown or something and just uh, work there again and uh, yeah but but if if nothing structural changes in the system uh, of the German car brands then we have yeah. a problem and uh, I can just sit back and eat popcorn, uh, more or less, <laughs> just uh, and and talk about Tesla. That's what what uh, I can do about it. Yeah, Dude, I was gonna say. I, I mean, think I think your your perspective and your channel is coming at the perfect time because that I is one so, thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is one thing. Like you said, Lars does a really good job from from yeah. a, like a Scandinavian sort of that, that perspective because yeah, yeah. you know like Norway and and those and Denmark mm -hmm. and those countries they are so different than Germans. Also, yeah. they they're so uh, forward thinking. I mean, they also have a huge um, um, social state. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and and but but they they, I mean, they have for them it's very important. They have the oil, they have oil uh, offshore oil. Germany doesn't have oil. Uh, Germany has um, like uh, yeah different brown coal. I don't know what it's called in English. It doesn't matter. Energy form that you can burn uh, like natural gas like. No, not not gas. It's 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 coal? solid. It's like okay. coal. Yeah, coal. Okay, okay. Yeah, we have some coal stuff like that, but more or less because of en environmental reasons, uh, we shut all of that down. That's why we are so reliant on Russia of the <laughs> gas. And Tesla is also very reliant on Russia in Germany because uh, fifty percent of our gas is from Russia. So that's a huge problem for te uh, te uh, for the Gigafactory in Berlin. And yeah. that's a huge problem also. That that's a danger for Tesla is the gas. Uh, problematic, but what it did was accelerating the advent of sustainable energy in Germany, mm. which is the mission of Tesla. So that's also a good thing. And I think 2030 can be a um, two-sided sword. On one hand, we have Armageddon and <laughs> Germany <laughs> falling to pieces because uh, all the car brands uh, die, but I doubt that. I, I think it can happen. That's just the worst case scenario. The good case scenario is we shift around and start uh, to be more agile and and go forward and and realize okay sustainable energy it is let's do it and um yeah then mix a little bit of nuclear energy or cleaner nuclear energy into the mix and suddenly it it balance balances uh, out and i think that's that could be a brighter future than yeah. 
what's happening right now. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. but that's why Tesla is important. I mean, they move fast. They they hit their targets. Uh, like Elon Musk told uh, his secret master plan like 12 years ago. And he hit the target on the spot. 2020 yep. hit the target on the spot. 500,000 cars per year, yep. and so on and so on. So they keep getting that, and and um, yeah, yeah, the German car brands will eventually learn it and try to walk behind Tesla. But I don't think they will dominate in the next few years. I don't think so. Yeah. I think Tesla will have a market share of, of about 60 percent or something. 60 percent. Yeah. Totally, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm crazy. Uh, I'm crazy like that. Um, I think this could be an option. I mean, how many cars yeah, are sold it, in Germany every year? Uh, tough question. I don't have the numbers. Okay. Um, but sixty percent of that, really. whatever that number is, sixty percent <laughs> within the segments yeah. that they sell. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I don't know if, if um, the Tesla truck will will be this uh, can be this mass produced that they can deliver every like uh, replace everything in Germany. I don't know about that. Um, like Mercedes has a big stance in that sector as well. You're or talking Volvo about the semi trucks, right? Like the like yeah, the, the semi truck. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Um, I think um, that's a segment which is harder to get in in Germany. I think. But mm. um, in terms of like regular cars or cars for the end customer, like like a normal person who's buying his car, um, yeah, I think. I mean, you have just to compare the cars. If if the BMW uh, sounds good on uh, like sounds good in the commercial, but then the spec sheet doesn't add up, or autonomy is a huge problem in Germany because we don't have good software engineers, yeah. or uh, like yeah, di digitalization was something we were sleeping on a long time. So that's also a big thing that Tesla has, like Silicon Valley style, uh, like really going all in with their with their software. I mean, yeah. the ID3 has to be updated with the USB stick. Yeah, imagine that. Not over-the-air updates. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You have to go there and uh, your car is in service for two days. because Yeah, a lot of these car companies are USB so behind stick. from that technological standpoint. Crazy. 60%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. the the one thing that Tesla has a big advantage on versus, say, a foreign car company coming in is that they could tailor their brand because they don't have marketing, right? It's just like yeah. the, the brand exists. Like they could very much uh, somehow create an angle where this is not necessarily an American company coming to Germany. Yeah. This is a company that exists in the world that is for sustainable transport and transitioning our company over our, our, our world over to that world built by Germans. And I feel like if that is the sort of messaging that gets delivered internally, I could mm -hmm. totally see that 60% yeah. number just based on how you describe the culture there. Um, yeah. And if there's a company that can figure out how to do that, I think it's Tesla. So man, 60% 60 yeah. would be like, that would be absolutely insane. In yeah, that country. it sounds insane, but I, yeah. I can imagine it. Let, let it be forty percent or something. It's also ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, um, even if yeah, it's twenty percent, it's crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to see it like that. Germans uh, really like com also competition and and sports and mm. racing um, and uh, Formula One and everything. Uh, very crazy car people here. Also, um, but but if if the Tesla Model Three. Uh, uh, or no, the Tesla Model S uh, Plaid, like, leaves 
the Porsche uh, Taycan behind all the time in the yeah. Nürburgring, for example, that's a huge deal in Germany. Mm. Because then it's like, uh, do I want the, if I want a Porsche, I want the fastest car or a very fast car, but then I need to buy a, like a te Tesla Model S Plaid because mm. it's the fastest car. Or a Roadster, if the Roadster comes out. Like, I mean, that one's going to crush everything. The Porsche uh, 911, for example, the Porsche is, that's the segment. That's yeah. the segment. The Roadster is so ridiculously fast. And we have the Autobahn where we don't have a speed limit. Seriously, we can uh, right. ride 300 miles per hour on the Autobahn. <laughs> we don't have 300 miles an hour. That's in very South fast. <laughs> Germany, it's ridiculous. Uh, you really, yeah. you know, it's, uh, but, but really, we don't have restrictions on the South German Autobahn. Right, in, right. In North uh, Germany, we have some restrictions, like 130 kilom kilometers per hour. That's about like 100 miles or something. But uh, like the 70s, rest, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, the, the, the German states where, um, where uh, the car makers are, have different regulations. Mm. They are, yeah, they, you can speak, it's, yeah. You and Germans, and it sounds it, like Germans, Germans respect that. So if, if an yeah, automaker totally. can come through, that can surpass what they're building and they can yeah, show, yeah, okay, exactly. Germany, Germany will respect I, I that. I think, yeah, I think because um, you have friends also, uh, word of mouth is a huge deal mm. at Tesla, for example. I mean, uh, social media is also, or, or social media strategies for marketing is just, like word of mouth on steroids, but word of mouth is so important. That's the biggest thing in marketing. And uh, Tesla does that. Tesla, everybody is so excited about their Teslas. It's crazy. And um, I know why. I will be knowing when my Cybertruck arrives yes. because it's the most non-German thing you can have on the street. <laughs> That's why I want to have it. But uh, maybe, Even Americans have a I problem have... with it because it looks so crazy, you know? It's like yeah, so I, different. I, yeah. It's it's crazy. I hope uh, I hope uh, the Tesla stock uh, will ramp up so Dude. I can just buy it in cash. I hope, just I take hope it away. I hope you can. <laughs> Could you imagine like all the different, like how many different, I would love for you to like have like a series once you get your Cybertruck of yeah. just like going oh, out damn. on the yeah, road, I, yeah. you know? But I will keep everybody updated with my uh, like yes. with my story with the Cybertruck because uh, I want to get it here in Germany, and yeah, then maybe when you subscribe to my channel, I'm gonna reach my goal a little bit for yes. <laughs> earlier. Tell us again, so Jan, a, Tell us tell us all your information again here as we wrap it up. Tell yeah. us all your information again so everybody can hear. Uh, yeah, your YouTube yeah. channel, your socials, everything. Okay. <laughs> everybody, pay attention. Yeah, everybody pay attention. So uh, <laughs> Tesla Fix is my YouTube channel I'm um, setting up right now. Um, my first episode will launch today. And when Farzad's interview also is uh, online, I'm also going to upload an interview with Farzad that I did on my channel and um, around the weekend. And yeah, I'm going to give you a unique German perspective on Tesla, maybe that's interesting for you as well. And um, you will most certainly see me like with the channel Tesla Fix in Farzad's live stream where he rocks on all the time, which I really enjoy because you're enjoying yourself and just doing your uh, like your uh, like your rocking uh, on your live streams. I, I really enjoy them, and uh, yeah, you can see me in the comment section of Farzad at his <laughs> live streams and on my channel with the Tesla devil horns. <laughs> yeah, with the devil horns all yeah. the time. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah. then any uh, t a Twitter account, any any socials? Yeah, also Tesla Fix. There, it's it, the logo is uh, like bright yellow and blue. 
you can see it. Um, Tesla Fix is name uh, Tesla underscore Fix, I think. Um, that's my Twitter handle, and I'm just uh, reposting many Tesla-related stuff and posting um, news as well sometime, if I have the time, because I have to do my master's thesis also. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'm, yeah, I have to do that as well. Yeah. So I'm not... That you don't fall behind that. Yeah, like, get those A's. Yeah, a little bit, but but I, I'm trying what I can. Awesome. Yeah, Jan, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate uh, the conversation, dude. Like, I really, I really appreciate your your insights from that perspective. I think all of us, especially for those of us that obviously are not familiar with that side of the world, uh, it's super yeah. helpful for us to understand. Um, that piece, you know, like how how um, the Tesla relationship between the German culture, the German uh, yeah. companies and everything is super eye opening. And yeah, man, I, I can't wait to see your channel grow, man. I think you're going to do extremely well. Uh, and, <laughs> and you're you. welcome back Absolutely. anytime. I would love for us to sit down, um, you know, yeah. maybe quarterly or whatever to like touch base yeah, and totally. see. Yeah, yeah, just to see how that stuff is going. And yeah, anything you need from me, you let me know, man. Uh, I really appreciate no you. And uh, yeah, thanks again for stopping by, dude. I, I really appreciate appreciate our conversation no problem farzad it was really a joy uh, to talk to you again and yeah I'm, I'm happy to be part of the community and i was uh, watching your coverage of giga texas with big eyes and everything i was so sad not to that i couldn't go there uh, but maybe next year for the tesla con or yes. uh, in the next two years maybe someday i'm gonna visit uh, like america and texas and then we can drink i, I will yes. be bringing german beer and then we can drink a beer together yes and something like that that'd be awesome and <laughs> yeah, i'll show you i'll show you all the barbecue spots we have so yes, much good like barbecue dude barbecue. oh man <laughs> you're gonna so, love it yeah yeah, you're gonna that'd love be it. Awesome. Man. Yeah, okay, I would cool. I would love that. All right. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Say bye to Jan. Jan, thank you very much. Really appreciate you. Bye. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. Thanks, man. Yeah.